The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got an exciting show for you guys today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Before we get started, let me say hi to my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. I'm not in a good mood today, folks. I had my eye surgery five days ago, and that's why I'm wearing sunglasses. My eye is still blurry, and it's frustrating because I'm banging into things and dropping things. It's really difficult living with one eye. So I'm in a cranky, bitchy mood. So don't expect me to be funny, charming, or nice. I intend to be crabby, miserable, and They say you look awesome. I look awesome. I look like a blind man. No. Anyway, anyway, this is- They say you look handsome in the sunglasses. Right. Uh, Anyway, this is going to be a different show for me because I'm going to vomit from all- I hate this bullshit. You know, I've gone through so much in the last couple of months with all kinds of things. You know, when you turn 80, things break and you have to have everything put in. And this eye thing is no joke. You know, everybody said, oh, it's nothing. A cataract. You go in an hour later, you come out and you see 2020. Not true, folks. It says it takes at least 10 days, they're saying. for Well, you it takes, everyone said about a month before the lens focuses right on the eyeball and you can see clearly. Now I see everything twice, double. If I'm looking at the word the, the is written and then above it is another the. You know how frustrating that is? So it puts you in a crabby mood. But they say you look awesome. Oh, thank you so much. Let's hi to everybody, awesome. though. Let's say hi to everybody because we've got a everybody. ton of people. So we want to say hi to the chat room. What's up? Jason Hawkins is in the chat room. Danny McDermott is in the chat room. Anton from Australia. Dave Hughes from the UK. He says you look fabulous. Jane Doe, which is Angela Joseph. Lady Lake Cindy. Lady Lake's in the chat room. Um, we also have uh, Teresa Sabin from Florida in the chat room. Um, so what's up, everybody? We got a really fun show today. First up, we're going to have uh, Lauren Monroe and Rick Allen uh, talking about their new album, Big Love. It's a five-song EP. Everybody knows Rick Allen as the drummer for Def Leppard, one of the greatest rock bands of all time. And then we have special effects artist Joe Castro coming on, which we talk about him all the time. And so now you guys will actually get to meet him since we're always talking about what a great special effects person he is. And uh, you guys will get to meet him. And we'll talk about some of the films he's got coming up, including some that he has coming out soon, even one that Ron's in. Whoopee! <laughs> and uh, so the chat room is full. We're happy to see new people. We're going to have a lot of fun. It's true. Ron has his glasses on. Those are his State Farm Gay Pride glasses that we got at Gay Pride in New York City. Actually, that's like a long time ago well, now, four reason, years ago. The story behind these glasses is some vicious queen in Palm Springs 
well, actually, this queen lives not in Palm Springs. This queen lives near outside of L.A. Vicious little twat that's into like designer clothes, show off. You know, one of those. Oh, darling, I'm wearing you know Eve Saint or whatever. Prada or Gucci or something. Yeah, in one of those things, said to me, "How could you wear those sunglasses? They're nobodies." And I looked at this creature and I said, "Listen up, buddy. See this bank that's on these sunglasses? They just gave five million dollars to AIDS. Okay." What the hell did the designers ever give? So I'm wearing the sunglasses to say thank you for supporting the research to cure this dreadful disease called AIDS. There you go. So this is my way of saying, screw you, designers. I don't need to spend 500 bucks to get the same sunglasses, plastic and glass. You know, just because some jerk puts his initials on them. What, that impresses people like I'm so fucking rich that I could buy those glasses? No, it says I'm a schmuck that I could buy those glasses. <laughs> because these glasses were free and they're wonderful. You got to like love it. I also want to welcome Don. Don Hinton is in the chat room. What's up, Don? Bill Victor Arukin just showed up in the chat room. Um, we're going to have a lot of like fun. And Don is, I think it's her husband's birthday today. Um, so happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. It is his birthday. Of course, his picture was on Facebook on a motorcycle. Yes. I, uh, so happy birthday, Don, to your husband, who now I don't know what his name is. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's okay. She'll forgive you. Yes, absolutely. If not, we'll beat the shit out of her. <laughs> Right, Dawn? And uh, we want to give a special shout-out, too, to uh, Angela Joseph. She's been doing all kinds of cool things, helping uh, promote the show today. And so we appreciate it. And so has Lady Lake, Cindy Lady Lake. And, and I'm sure B will be showing up in a minute. Yeah, and Angela, where's my T-shirt, my Clown Motel T-shirt? Remember, <laughs> He's got his mask. You were supposed to give me one. You know what You know what the reason for that was, because I did not ask for you know what in the movie. <laughs> Therefore, you said, oh, he gets the producer's package, which is a T-shirt. <laughs> And guess what I got? Hasn't come out yet, though. I got nothing. But that's the producer's patch for the new movie, and the new movie hasn't no, but even I, been I don't give yet. a shit. I want the T-shirt so I could <laughs> wear it, so people could say, oh, what's Clown Motel? And I could say, a great new movie that's coming out. Which, you guys, if you want to see the interview that we did with the Clown Motel people last week, uh, I've now launched JSW Television on uh, the Jimmy Stars World website. It's jimmystarsworld.com, and it's a television station right now. We only have two stations going. One of the channels is the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell with our best shows uh, up there, and the other one is Ron Russell's Set the Record Straight. So instead of having to search for it on YouTube, you can just go to jimmystarsworld.com. The TV thing pops up right away. Click on. It's just like a cable TV channel. Just pick on, pl click on the line that shows all his shows, and they're running throughout the day, 24 hours a day. And I'll be doing new shows now but not with the great legends of Hollywood because they're all dead. Now I'll be doing it with the new great legends of Hollywood, younger people. Uh, in a couple of weeks, I'm doing a very, very interesting hour-long interview with the phenomenal, incredible Sue Wong, who is a lady that has it all made because she is made, and she made her life fabulous by being a strong, struggling lady in a world of men and winning uh, it's going to be a very interesting interview. I go back to when she was a child living with her grandmother in China, and they were starving to death, and they used to kill the rats in the house and cook them. And Su Wong is going to talk to me about the early days of poverty, and then, of course, her splendid days now of great luxury. She lives like a Chinese empress. Absolutely. And so we also want to say hi to B. Claudia joined us in the chat room. Hey, baby. How are you? Baby? And Lady Lake says your your shows are awesome. She loves them. She's oh, seen all of them. Thank on, you, on Lady Lake. It's so nice to get a compliment. Before we went on the air, I just said to Jimmy, I said, you know, Jimmy, 
out of all the people we interview, none of them ever thank us for helping them, you know, except for Roger Grubb. He wrote on my Facebook page, thank you so much, because after I was on your show, my book sold 600,000 copies or something like that. And he was so grateful. I see. I said it became a bestseller. And it became a bestseller because we promoted it and we brought him on. And we talk about Eileen Shapiro's book is a wonderful book. Eileen's not on this show saying, Ron and Jimmy, thank you for promoting my book. So when I see her, I intend to cut all her bras up. Yeah. You know what? She's not with us today either. You know why? Why? Because she's promoting her book and she's taping an episode of the Mickey Burns show, which is what we'll do when we go to New York. You'll oh, go too. Good, good, good. I hope she We th- love Mickey Burns. I hope she thanks him for being on the show. <laughs> anyway, Facebook is full of corruption, evil and meanness. Uh, some idiot that's a good friend of mine for many years. I made a comment that he does that he uses filters on his photos, and not to. And he went wild and is is blasting me all over Facebook, saying the most dreadful things about me and hateful things. I don't hate him. He's my friend for twenty something years. Our friends can't say things without getting in fights. Then what kind of friendship is it? Anyway, he'll get over it. And move on because life is too short. You know, at 80 years old, I don't have time to pick a fight and wonder who likes me and who doesn't like me. Every day I get up and I wonder, am I going to be alive tomorrow? That's what you think when you're 80. Your days are limited and you're not going to spend them in negativity, anger, hate, and all that other jazz. So you wake up and you say, hey, sunshine, look at the flowers. Give me a doggies. Give me a kiss. Good morning, Jimmy. Where's my coffee? And then your day begins a happy day. You got to like love it. Also, you guys, Ron's going to be. Oh, thank you. Everybody says they love our colors. Uh, thank you. Also, tomorrow morning, Ron's going to be on a European radio show at 830 our time, uh, which I don't know what time that is in Europe. I think it's the drive home show at like five in the it's, afternoon. Yeah, six hours ahead. No more. More than well, it that. Depends. It, London is six. Italy is oh, eight. London's eight. And then Italy. Is, they're all eight. Then. Anyway. And then Friday night at six o'clock, you guys. Uh Ron will be on the Suck It podcast, which is a very fun show. I did it with Eileen a couple of weeks ago when we were promoting World Star PR, and he's going to be on it on Friday night. Um, so you can watch that one live. Just go to YouTube, Suck It Podcast, and you can watch live. What is it called? Suck It? Suck It Podcast. Yep. S-U-C-K It? Yep. As, as in Suck It? Um, yeah, but not like that. Uh, it's oh. actually started out as a podcast for people. Uh, it's an entertainment podcast, but to help people who have – um, depression and stuff, and where people always say, suck it up. You know, you're depressed, just suck it up type thing. So that's how it's game suck it. It's not suck it like something sexual. It's like a, oh. it's a pro, pro, uh, a pro take care of yourself. Type because you thing. know, I do not indulge in anything that's off color. <laughs> yeah, never. <laughs> Even in your orange, in your bright orange shirt, which by the way, looks really nice on camera, that orange My shirt. My shirt is not orange, it's oh. Chinese red. Okay. It's Chinese red, which is one of my most favorite colors in the world. I like it. It's an orange red, and I, and I love it. And I don't. It's, it's actually Mandarin red. Um, I don't actually know uh, what the radio station is. I'll send it to you in the morning, uh, uh, B, because I'm not sure what the radio station is. Since we can't hear it here, uh, I'm not sure where it is. But we'll find out. But definitely the Suck It podcast, because that's everywhere. It'll be everywhere. Um, but it's Friday night. It's a great show, and it's a lot of fun. I wish it was entitled Ron Russell's on Suck It. <laughs> I mean, that could be miscon- misconstrued, you know. Ooh. No, it'll work out fine. Anyway, Facebook people, get over it. You know, with the new elected lady that Joe Biden has elected, Facebook is filled with hurrahs and wonderfuls and how much they hate her. 
I mean, what the hell is this? You know, can we talk politics and not personalities? They're saying that she's ugly, she's a dyke, she's a whore. I mean, they're calling every name under the sun. That is so ridiculous. They did that to Donald Trump and his wife and his children. They destroyed that family. Now they want to destroy this new vice president lady. And they want to destroy Joe Biden by calling him slow Joe the moron. I mean, you know, stop it. This is not teenage school kid stuff, kids. This is the real world. This is an important election, probably the most important election we've ever had in the history of elections. Let's not make it a comedy. Let's not make it a joke. And let's not say stupid things about these people. These people worked very hard to get where they are. And I'm including Joe Biden and President Trump. President Trump has worked very hard to be where he is, and Joe Biden is working very hard to go where he wants to go. And let's respect them, and let's not make fun of them and call them dreadful names. Yes, Joe Biden has a little bit of a problem. So do I. When you get in your 70s or 80s, you forget things. It doesn't mean you're a moron or you are obsolete. It just means that the brain doesn't work so quickly. Okay? Forgive him. Forgive him for being his age. Anyway, stop the stop the madness. Everybody. Vote for who you think you want, and that's it. And leave the rest of it up. Let everybody vote. And yeah, that's that's people, your voice. Yeah, I mean, people said to me, "What do you think of the election?" I said, "May the most disgusting man win." Both the choices are pretty I bad. Mean, I, I'm, I'm not happy <laughs> with either one of them. Tell you the truth. So, I, so your buddy though, Dave uh, from Stars Now, says so. On Friday, you're going to be sucking it. <laughs> It'll never happen, Dave. Not, not, <laughs> not for free. <laughs> There's a heavy-duty price that goes with that. <laughs> yeah. Very heavy price. Everybody's like, going to watch, like though. Everybody's going to tune in and watch, of a house, a house mortgage price. They're all going to tune in and watch, so it'll be fun. Well, of course, because you know when I do interviews, I get nuts, and I don't care. Because that's the wonderful part about being 80 years old. You really don't care anymore about what people think, say, or about you. You sort of push your way through life saying, hey, screw you. I'm still here. Another day. Let's make fun and have good time. So you really get over all of your uh, idiosyncrasies that you have when you're young. You know, that fear of not being accepted, being wanted, being loved. When you're my age, you don't give a damn about any of that. All you care about is, oh, I'm breathing. Oh, look. Oh, I can still breathe. Yeah, I which is cool. Absolutely. Put the phone down, talking to your mind. Uh, well, I was looking to see, making sure that we didn't have any problems with any guests, but we don't have any problems with any guests. And if we did, so what? Who Dave cares? Hughes says, All good, fun guys love you both. We love Dave. Dave's great. Dave is even great if he is guy. a perv. <laughs> yeah, but we don't have anybody on today, Dave. So you could put your vibrator away or your whatever. Or your what is it that suction cup they put on wings? That big plastic, uh, like thing? a pump, pump, like a penis pump, penis pump. You could put your penis pump away. Anyway, let's not get nasty today. I'm not in the mood to do dirty stuff. That's funny. I'm going to be very elegant and clean because I've got glasses on. See, watch. You do? Oh. Oh, I, oh my God. Is oh. it bright without them? Oh, is it ever bright? Like I'm blind now. The bright one in my new eye. Woo. Anyway, cataracts are no fun. So we started watching a couple of... Uh... New shows. We watched one episode of White Lines. We didn't really like it. We watched Lock and Key. I liked it, but Ron didn't really like it. We watched um, a couple episodes of Jeffrey Epstein's thing, um, but it gets kind of like repetitive because it keeps showing you the same thing over and over, which gets boring. Um, so if anybody's got anything really good to, to watch, let us know because we need something better to watch while we're stuck I've here. I've been watching the series of uh, Tombs of Egypt. 
and that's a fabulous documentary. It shows you all of the tombs that have been discovered in Egypt with, you know, King Tutankhamun and everybody else. Tutankhamun. Tutankhamun. And guess what? Who's just joined us in the chat room? Who? Meg. Oh, no, my Maggie? Yeah, hey, from Meg. O from Ohio. My <laughs> sweetest, dearest friend in the world who I love and adore. She's the best friend anybody could ever want. Boy, am I lucky to get her as a friend. Hi, darling. How's your husband? Is he safe? Because her husband is a pulmonist, a doctor, and he's working with all these people that have the virus. And I worry about Alan, and I hope he keeps a mask on and washes his hands and does all that he's supposed to like everybody else should. Absolutely. So, Meg, everything is okay, honey? Let me know. Talk in the, talk in the chat room. Is everything okay, Meg? She said, uh, can't stay on long because her grandchildren are listening. Oh, we're keeping it clean today. Yeah, it's clean today. <laughs> so tell your grandchildren it's okay. We're not doing a nasty show. Well, we don't have any girls on with artificial boobs hanging out. Yeah, and the one that is coming on is coming on with her husband, which kind of like wrecks it. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're going to be very conservative. I have my glasses on, Meg, because I had my cataract surgery five days ago. And it really stinks because, you, you know, you see double and blurry. Anyway, I'm just tired of being an old wreck. I have to keep rebuilding my parts. You know, I'm like a 1926 Model T Ford. And Fender's, no, like the bionic man. Yeah, well, I like if, that. if they put any more plastic in me, I'm going to be a Ken doll. I mean, really. Anyway, um, what are we going to do now? You know, what else I got? Like, I've been talking to Andrew Le Andrew DeLeon. Andrew DeLeon we had on our show in in Pennsylvania when he almost won America's Got Talent. And like, I was on LinkedIn, and he, he sent me a message on LinkedIn because I friend requested him because I recognized him. And uh, it's kind of cool like how I, on LinkedIn now all these people that used to come on well, our what, show are reaching out. What's the out. point? What's the point of this guy? Um, he's just a cool singer that was oh, on okay, America's okay. Got Talent. He was one of our show guests. Oh, I thought there was maybe a major point. No, no major point. He sent me a message how much fun he had on our show and how much fun it was to do it. And this oh, one we good. were in Pennsylvania. Good. I'm glad that somebody appreciates us. Hey, Meg. I want your kids to know if they're listening in that they are so lucky to have you and Alan for parents. You're probably two of the best parents I've ever met in my life. You really love your children and you gave them good educations. One's a lawyer, one's a doctor. And the other one, I think, is becoming a doctor also or a lawyer. I'm not sure. But you've done a brilliant job with your children. You're a great mom and Alan is a super duper dad. So call your parents up. Kids. Everybody should do that. And tell them you love them because you never know. Tomorrow they could be gone. So you got to say, I love you every day like my daughters do. I kiss my daughters hello and goodbye every day. In the event I never see them again, they will remember me as kissing them. Okay. And we've been going every uh, every Monday. We've been doing game night and dinner with the girls. I go to their house. with Jimmy and I go to their house one night. They come here and we play dominoes. I love dominoes. We have so much fun. We have dinner. We have little snacks as we're playing. Dominoes. I love dominoes too. And now. we play for four and five hours. The games go so quickly and the jokes in between and the fun. And it's just so nice to spend time with my daughters that I love so much. Absolutely. We've been having a good time. Even though we're quarantined, we're trying to like still have fun and keep our sanity. Well, I'm losing mine. It's not easy for me because I'm a Gemini. I'm a Roma. I was always one to wonder what's over the next hill. And now my life is redundant. And I told that to Jimmy. I do the same thing every day. Get up, make coffee, have it, play with the dogs, do this, do that. It's just every day is the same old, same old. But next week's changes, because next week you're going to like film a roll in another part two of Clown Motel. And then we're going to drive to wherever that is and go right, to Clown Motel. Right. So thankfully, there'll be some changes in our lifestyle because right now it stinks. 
Uh, and besides, I'm very homesick for New York. I've been going through a terrible time. Um, I, I have so many friends in New York that call me and tell me what's going on there. And they say, Ron, if you came here, you wouldn't recognize it. Your heart would be broken because they've absolutely destroyed New York City. All the beautiful places, the statues, uh, they've, they've written stuff on the gutters and the streets. It's just a disgusting mess. It's like a, a crazy craziness. I don't understand this. Why they're doing that to a beautiful city like New York City? I mean, protest is fine. Like Martin Luther King said, we protested, but we never destroyed anything. And we got our point across. Violence does not make people like you. If these people that are doing all these violent things realize that they're being hated, and if you're doing it to get Trump out of office, mistake. More people now are going to vote oh, for Trump. Okay, hold on. We're going to go back to you. <laughs> Hello, you guys. Hi. We're good. Thank you. I'm doing a political oh rap, which I never do. <laughs> but, you know, I've just got so many phone calls from my New York friends who are telling me it's boarded up. It's abandoned. People are moving out of it like crazy. It's a ghost town. And my heart's breaking because New York is probably one of the most beautiful cities. And he's a New Yorker, you guys. And I'm a New Yorker. All right, hold on. Let's go. We'll so come that, back to that's you. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> so let's say hi to you guys. Let's first of all, let's make sure we can hear you. And then we'll actually make an announcement uh, and oh. introduce you properly. All right. Can you can you hear us? Uh, okay. I hear you. Let's try you, Lauren. Hello. Can oh my God. Me? Yes, we can. All we right. Can, we can hear you, and you look wonderful. All right, you guys. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, two incredibly talented musicians. We have Lauren Monroe, and we have Rick Allen from Def Leppard, and they also happen to be a married couple, and they have a new EP calling "Big Love" coming out, and we're so happy to welcome you guys. So welcome to the show. Thank you Thank so you. much. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Let me introduce you to everybody. First, we'll start off by introducing you to my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell, who's uh, also my husband. <laughs> I, I'm not an egomaniac. I don't think I'm a star. And the sunglasses are not because I don't want to be recognized. The <laughs> truth of the matter is I had cataract surgery five days ago, and the bright lights of the studio really are killing me. So that's that's why he has glasses on i'm not incognito right <laughs> speedy recovery thank you yes thank, thank you, so you. then we have a chat room and we literally have uh, let's see we have england australia canada germany lots of places in the united states all represented so say hi to everybody in the chat room hey everyone and uh this is going to be a lot of fun so we want to welcome you guys to the show and where are you guys actually where do you guys live um, we're up in northern california Okay, you know, you don't have to tell us exactly beautiful, where. Beautiful. <laughs> anywhere in Northern California is beautiful. You know, I have to tell you what we tell everybody that comes on that's in the music business. I am so upset because we're not allowed to play your music. And in shows before, we could play the music that the people did when they came on our show. And that made it a really rounded, nice show. So now we have to talk about your music. Tell and, people where to go to get yeah, your music. And, and I really wish they'd cut that crap out because we're not pirating. We're not pirating your music. You're here to promote your music. And I don't understand why you don't have the right to promote your music wherever you wish. But anyway... What happens was we used to do it because we've been on the air for 13 years. We always had people play the music, but starting in January, uh, we had John B on. I don't know if you know John B. He's like an R&B star, but he sold millions of records. And we played his song. And in the middle of the thing, YouTube shut us down and they like got cut off and the whole show got disappeared. And we had to come back like 10 minutes later and and it was a mess. So what we'll do is 
first of all, you guys, let oh, me wait, tell let you. Let me say something. We have over four and a half million people right now in this show. So you, can you imagine if four and a half million people listen to your music? They're going to listen. I mean, you're going to. No, but they can on our show. <laughs> you would be selling, even if you sold 150,000 albums. I mean, that's good money, baby, right? And they're donating their money we're gonna get to all of that you're going too far ahead of me i got all these great notes i, I don't research guests all right that. so you guys first of all first of all let me do some bragging um first of all tell us how did you guys actually how did you guys meet because you're married and i read on wikipedia that you got married in 2003 let's do some gossip stuff first and then we'll go into your i usually music. do that it's getting to how they met <laughs> no we're you're taking all my questions go ahead we always argue don't worry about it you'll get used to it in a minute <laughs> <laughs> so one of you guys tell us how you met lauren you tell us well um i was living in boulder colorado at the time and we had a mutual friend um i come from a healing arts background i did a lot of spiritual healing and energy medicine massage therapy i, I worked at various locations and um helping people with trauma and my friend was friends with rick and he was coming through town at a concert and he said i really want you to work with Rick. He needs someone to help him. And so I met him as a therapist first and we became friends. Um, and that's pretty much it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, my daughter, my daughter Deirdre is very much into everything that you just said. Uh, she's also a, a Reiki, a, a Reiki, 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 whatever person. <laughs> I, I don't know. And uh, she, I am, I'm holistic also. I certainly believe that nature is the answer to uh, the, cure of all of our diseases yeah. not chemicals but nature yeah. so, so here's what i want to do i want to do a real quick uh, brag for rick real quick uh, i first of all i love drummers i have to say um so i'm excited that you're on the show and i'm so, so excited that you guys came on as a couple um to promote promote the new album uh we actually recently just had kenny aronoff on the show and he, i'm also do some publicity for him and i know he played on the album right yeah yeah, yeah. we love him I love yeah. Kenny. Kenny is the best guy in the world. We got like he's always up, funny and wonderful. And we got about four million plays or whatever on yeah. the show. People really like him, and so we're gonna get a lot of plays for you too. But I want to do some bragging. Wait a minute. I compared Kenny once to Gene Krupa. Ah, uh, fantastic! Yeah, he's Gene Krupa, fantastic Gene Krupa's from my day, and I mean I've never seen a drummer like it yet. How? I mean I know he was loaded all the time, but I don't know what he was loaded on because I would suggest to some of these lousy drummers to take some. But um, he he was wonderful. I mean, Gene Krupa, for those of you out there who don't know who he is, was the greatest drummer of the 1940s and 50s. His hands moved so quickly you could barely see where the sticks fit. Am I correct? Yeah, you're correct. Actually, too, just to let you know, because Ron is a big Turner Classic Movies guy, even though he looks young, tell him how old you are. I just turned 80 in May. So he's wow. 80. So so he's from a different generation. I'm an old bag. Um, I do the young bags and he does the old bags. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like ancient. I'm an ancient alien. So real quick, though, you guys. So so Rick, you guys, uh, for anybody who doesn't know who he is, and, and I don't know how anybody couldn't. How could uh, you not know who he is? You got to be dead. He's also known as the Thunder God. He's the drummer for Def Leppard. They sold more than 100 million records worldwide. He's uh, ranked number seven greatest drummers of all time, ranked number 31 in VH1's 100 Greatest Artists of Hard Rock. Actually, Def Leppard is. Uh, ranked 70 in the 100 Greatest Artists of All Time. Uh, Def Leppard was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2019. That's right. And everybody knows uh, uh, Bring It On The Heartbreak, Photograph, Pour Some Sugar On Me, Love Bites, Animal, Rock of Ages. And I actually saw you guys in concert when I was in high school. It was awesome. <laughs> 
um, so it was fun. And now you have your beautiful wife, Lauren Monroe, and you guys just did a new EP called Big Love, and I've been listening to it for three days on Spotify. There's five songs, you guys. It's really good. It's on Spotify. What's your favorite number? Uh, my favorite number is is uh, When the Rain Comes, actually. Uh, was the one I liked the best. But there's five songs, you guys. One called Big Love, one called Lie, one called Get Happy, one called When the Rain Comes, and one called Joshua. And the first one, single that's been released is Big Love, and uh, you guys can see it. The, the video is on YouTube. It's a beautiful video. Um, so We'll let Wait, you guys. We, we can't show the video. No, either. no, we can't. Uh, but I'm going to put the video when this video goes out to all the TV networks that we send it to. I'm going to put the video in the in it, so I it'll mean, be there. Really, this really sucks. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what what does the video got to do with their album? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it is, it's a song. Pro, it's promoting. <laughs> it's playing no, the but song. what I mean is, what are you going to do? Copy the video? No, but that's just the way they do it. I mean, you're going to walk do? around with a video. Yeah, he, he likes to complain. Don't. <laughs> no, I I only complain when things are unjust. Okay, you guys work very hard to produce and deliver this music, and for these people to hinder your sale of it sucks. What's her name? Who oh, I love, the singer that I love so much. <laughs> I, I, just had a, I just had an ancient alien brain missing. Stevie Nicks, Stevie, oh, Stevie Nicks, Nicks, who I love. Stevie Nicks said to me, she said, Ron, I can't sell any music because they're pirating it all. So now I only do live shows. How do you feel about what Stevie said? It's interesting. I know I haven't I haven't come across that for me yet. I mean, you've been in the industry way more than me, but I No, I mean the, the, the industry's changed a lot. I mean, you know, uh, pe some people do expect uh, that music is for free if it's, if it's on the internet. Um, so more and more, you know, your music is your calling card, really, in a view to playing live shows. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's changed. It, it, it is different. But there, there are always new to create revenue, yeah. you know? Yes, but, but like Stevie said, why produce a record? You're not going to make any money on it. So she stopped producing records, and now she just does live shows where you buy a ticket to see her. And well, I not right now, but yeah, I didn't mean this week. I didn't mean this week right now, Jimmy. I'm going to beat you later. I mean, so hold on, let's go to them. Wait, though. wait, I want to. Are you from Australia? No, he's from. Oh, me? No, I'm originally from right in the middle of England, close to a place called Sheffield. Oh, I know. I know where that is. I go yeah. to England a lot. I have a very dear friend of mine who's in Northern England in um, Lancashire. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. he's got a beautiful uh, farm there called the, uh, the the Baker Farm, a very famous farm, because on it is a church from the medieval days. And if you go in it, you see the coffins with the knights in shining armor on Quite an interesting uh, part of England. Beautiful. Yeah. They do a lot of filming there. Many movies have been made there. Yeah, right. I grew up there. It's beautiful. Beautiful country. Beautiful. beautiful. Which, by the way, I want to tell everybody, you joined Def Leppard when you were 15, right? I, I did. I joined. Uh, I, I auditioned just before my uh, 15th birthday and joined right around about my 15th birthday. So I've, I've been with them for a while. <laughs> Aaliyah, pretty. So, Lauren, let's go to you then. How long have you been doing music? Well, I had my first guitar when I was six, started playing, writing songs when I was little. Um, so I've been playing for quite a while. I had a band in Colorado. Uh, I had a band in, in San Francisco when I was there. And then um, I, I've just always been playing. Um, but I've only re I released a few albums. The last one I did was called Freedom Sessions, and Rick produced it in 2008. Um, and then I've just been busy with lots of different projects, and I – been writing furiously, and we decided to release something this year. 
I love it though. It's yeah. a weird time, a weird time to do it. But one thing I find is cool. And we're going to talk about the album in a second, but one of the things that I find to be really cool is that you guys have like a, a charity foundation that you guys have founded and a hundred percent of the proceeds of your album, big love uh, is going to that, which I think is really cool. Um, it shows, a lot of character, I think, you know, for you guys to like be doing something to really give back. And uh, I always like that. We have um, we have a, another friend because we're going to talk about the charity, too, who, who has a, a charity called Dogs for Our Brave. And they they fund the dogs for the, via, the for the veterans who come back with PSTD and PTSD and missing limbs and all kinds of things and they fund it all themselves you know for that and so i think what you're doing is really really cool and we'll get into that in a second but let's talk a little bit about the record One second. Oh. We, we need more people like you and like the uh uh marilyn and andy goldstein uh people, gladstein. gladstein i'm sorry people <laughs> they're only my bet they're only my dearest best friends by the way uh people today are very selfish people are thinking about me 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 it's all about me and i think that's not what nature designed us to do nature said help each other and what you're doing i must tell you is a wonderful thing and if there is a god which there may be may not be i'm sure you will be rewarded because good brings good bad brings and we'll let bad. you tell us about your charity in a second tell us a little bit about the album how it got put together and and the five songs in your own words real quick and and get give the give the people something big so get all excited about it and go i'm excited about it um well this this album uh, the, the ep has five songs on it like you said and it's they were written over a period of time the 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 earliest one was 1999 that I had Joshua I wrote a long time ago but Big Love was written in 2016 right the beginning of the the summer campaign of the presidential election and there was a lot of diversity there was a lot of um, not diversity division between um, all of us Americans we started really feeling the anger and the violence and it was it was apparent that there was something going on that was was very meaningful and I, that we needed to come forward to to correct create some kind of oneness with our music. And I, I, um, I've always been doing that. These songs represent um, just a coming together with awareness that we all need to be unified. And Big Love really represents that. And that's my mission as an artist. Um, this EP is one of many that will be coming out. So. Now, I so believe this because I'm from the hippie generation. I was a Gucci hippie. You know, I wore Gucci as a hippie. But I mean, music back in the 60s and 70s absolutely brought us all together. It yeah. was the great it was the greatest thing that we listened to because everybody wanted peace and love and caring. And it, it may have been corny and stupid when you look back now. But back then it was important. Uh, yes, we have got to stop this fighting between de Democrats and Republicans. We have to stop this destruction of our country. And we've got to stop the hatred for America. I am so happy to be an American. I've traveled the world extensively because of my career. And I know how people live in other parts of the world. And I remember saying when I went to sleep, boy, am I lucky I'm an American. And so everybody out there love this country. It's a wonderful country, and it does good for so many people who come here with nothing and become something. My family came with nothing. We came from Italy um, to New York. All my family's in New York. So we heard you back while we were backstage talking about New York. And I, I, I every word you were saying, uh, how much I miss it. And I can't see my parents. 
and then my family and right now he's from italy too His I, family's I, from I'm, italy I'm, too. I'm italian yeah. and i'm from brooklyn and new york city i i grew up in and i learned how to be who i am today because that city offered me everything it could possibly offer me all sorts of lifestyles and traditions and i grew up with all kinds of people so diversity to me is something not new like it is to many people today i grew up in brooklyn which is quite diverse and we all got along fine and we all helped each other out today we have been become divided uh this hatred for Donald Trump has got to stop. This hatred for Joe Biden has got to stop. We have to realize that these men work very hard to get where they are. And whether you like them or not, whether you think they're good or bad, one of them will become president. Deal with it. Don't fight it. Don't insult. See if you can help this country by doing good deeds and helping Like you guys another. are doing. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. I love the both of you. I don't even know who you are, but I love you. <laughs> I also want to say Scotty J is in the chat room from Rock Titan. He told me to say hi. Oh, uh, he, he's, he used to be our engineer, actually, for the show. Um, and uh, he's saying if you haven't heard Lauren's voice, you have to. It's incredible. He also said he got his Rick Allen wait Funko Pop. Hang on. Wait, of course her voice is incredible. She's Italian. Okay, of course. And he also said he got his Rick Allen Funko Pop. Do you have a Funko Pop? I do, Yes. I have got to get a Funko Pop because I collect Funko Pops from everybody who's been on the uh, on the show. I have like 150 of them. Um, so now that I know you have one, I'm going to be going to, to eBay tonight as soon as we get off of here. As soon as we get off of here and getting it, I freaking like love it. I've seen them, but I haven't even got one myself. So. Oh, I'll buy two and send you one if I can find one, and then you can autograph it for me, mine, and send it back. There's always a method. So always oh, well, it. hey, they're, they're worth more money then because, like, he's a. You're, he's you're a never going to sell. So, it. Lauren, do you have a Funko? I know I don't sell anything. I have my whole office full of autograph stuff to Jimmy Starr, and I don't, so it can't be sold. That hasn't been dusted in two years. Oh, well, I can't. So, help lucky it. you could figure out what they are. <laughs> you just have to push off the dust. Lauren, do you have a Funko Pop? I not don't. yet. I, I not She will. It's coming. It's coming you know, so somebody's making dolls of jimmy and i, I have no idea yeah why. we're gonna have our own too. I, didn't, I said i'm not going to allow it because people could use it as a voodoo doll and what? stick pins in it you know <laughs> oh they're saying like somebody doesn't know what a funko pop is you guys are like retarded it's fab yeah they're I, fabulous. I even know what that is that's that little <laughs> doll in a box in the little square box so you guys big love you guys it's a five song ep first of all i should say if you want to follow um uh uh, Rick and Lauren on Twitter. It's I am Lauren Monroe on Twitter for for Lauren and Rick is Rick Allen live. Uh, I follow both of them. Um, they have a uh, 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 charity. I, did you call it a charity? Yes, it's a five hundred one c three. Okay, uh, called Project Resiliency, and they have another one called the Raven Drum Foundation, and they work together. And the um, the statement i guess the 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 statement of what project resilience is i i wrote it down off of the website to serve educate and empower veterans and people in crisis to support promote and contribute to global healing multicultural unification and community leadership and uh the website is project-resiliency.org and uh, so tell us a little bit how did that come together and how do they work together and i know because the other one is like a cool drum thing uh and you're a drummer so that like makes a lot of sense but tell us kind of like how they came together well, Raven Drum Foundation was our first 501c3, um, and we created that after we met. Um, I'm a drummer, I'm a percussionist too. I came from a, a dance background as well, and I learned a lot of drumming when I was dancing. We would drum together, and I was teaching him a lot of mindfulness um, practices to reduce anxiety, and 
I did that a lot with people. And we realized that the combination of drumming and visualization and healing and breathing really helped people. So we started going around and teaching it to people who are uh, have going through problems and going through crisis. And we realized that it didn't matter where we were, if it was kids, it was uh, cancer patients, if it was kids in juvenile facilities, um, it was helping everybody uh, because music is such a universal language. Um, we decided to create a foundation around that. And then from that, uh, I'll let Rick explain it. In 2006, he went to Walter Reed Army Hospital yeah. and we, we decided to create Project Resiliency, which is based on veterans and PTSD awareness and recovery. So, yeah, we, we really wanted- That's absolutely wonderful. Yeah, after visiting uh, Walter Reed, I, I realized there was a, a, a need for it. Um, I saw a lot of suffering, but I also saw a lot of uh, potential. And um, through my experience, through Lauren's experience, um, we decided to create Project Resiliency, which was more focused on uh, trauma and, um, you know, our, uh, our veterans. I think that's super cool. And, and who better, you know, uh, with your history and the trauma that you went through, uh, like, cause you're like an inspiration for people, you know, you had, you had that terrible trauma, then you came out on the other side and instead of bringing you down, it, you know, you became like the biggest drummer superstar on the planet, which I think is amazing. Well, I, I also believe that if you have someone like this girl here on our show, that because <laughs> I forgot your name, Lauren, Lauren, how could I forget Lauren? I love Lauren. Lauren Bacall was one of my dearest friends in the world. If you know who Lauren Bacall is, hum Humphrey Bogart's wife. Lauren yeah. and I, Lauren and I, were dear friends for years. Um, people like you that go around helping other people—it is an inspiration to people because a lot of people out there that I've met have no one; they're alone. They don't have husbands, wives, or lovers, or anyone that cares about them, so they deteriorate. Someone like you comes along, Lauren, and you give them a reason, you give them a rhyme, you give them hope, and that's beautiful. That's that's Italian. Now, where are you from in Italy? I mean, from New York. Queens from Whitestone. Oh, you got to go away. I lived at La Havre. <laughs> I know. I'm bad. In, Beach, in Beechhurst, I yeah. lived at La, in La Havre for years. Love wow. that apartment, that 20 by 40 living room. Oh, yeah. I've been in that, those apartment buildings. Yeah. I, what, did, what did she say? She said I was in those apartment buildings. Oh, yeah. I lived there for years when I was first married, when I was a, a young man of, in my early 20s. Yeah. Um, it, it was almost a brand new building at the time. But yes, I, I lived in Astoria uh, for many. We lived in Brooklyn, then we left Brooklyn and moved to Astoria, which was country at the time. There was a lake across the street. The people next door had goats. Could you believe that? And of course, now it's all factories and commercial. But yeah, but Whitestone is wonderful. Did you go to Bayside High? Uh, I went to St. Luke's and then I went to St. Agnes in College Point for high school. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm way older than you, so I went to P, I went to Long Island City High when I lived in Astoria. But as an adult, I lived in Beechhurst. I loved it there. It was country. My yeah. God, people would say, "Where do you live?" I'd say Beechhurst. They say, "Where the hell is that?" I'd say, "Past Whitestone and Bayside." They say, "Oh, you got to be kidding! All the way out there, isn't it lonely?" And the Trog's Neck Bridge came along. They built that. There was a beach there. It was a wonderful beach that we used to go down the Beechhurst Beach, and it had a swimming pool. I mean, that was living back in the 60s, late 50s and early 60s. So I'm happy. We're, we're neighbors. I love that. 
That's great. You sound like all of my family, so I. <laughs> what you said? She said you sound like all of my family. Well, we're Italian. We're all alike. We think the same. And they're all good looking. Like I swear, everybody oh, yeah. who comes look on who's your, Italian, all and, the women and, and, and men who come that, on are gorgeous. Look at, look at that gorgeous head of hair. That's and look a, at the smile. And look at the hair. That's Italian. <laughs> Italians all have gorgeous hair. Now listen, what kind of Italian are you? Um, Sicilian and uh, uh, from Naples, Neapolitano. I, I was going to say Napolitan. You look Napolitan. Yeah. Definitely Napolitan. My grandfather was Napolitan, so I'm part Napolitan, and my father was Genovese, and my grandmother was a Venetian. So we're Venetian, Genoa, and Naples. And I think a little Sicily, and somebody said Bares also. So it's a nice mix of Italian. It's all wonderful anyway. So wait, let's go. Wait, I want to ask you one more question. Okay. Do you cook Italian? I do. Oh, I he's so He's so lucky. Oh, that oh, man Rick, is, so is, lucky. Rick, is Is she good at it, Rick? Of course she is. She's Italian. And I, I became a pretty good cook myself. You know, I have a couple of twists that she doesn't necessarily approve of. Yeah, but she she can cook. If you cook Italian, then she could cook it well because all the girls learn from their fathers and mothers. Uh, you should go out. You should go out now and buy her the most wonderful gift for uh, cooking for you. Such good food. It'd be great. <laughs> Yes. You know, like when you leave home, carry her to the car. Don't let her walk because she cooks for you. Yeah. <laughs> you got to like love it. So let me ask you guys a music question. So, Lauren, because your music is very relaxing. Like I found it. Uh, you know, I'm a publicist. By I want to hear her music. Wait, wait, you can't hear it right now. I I'm a publicist oh, right. by trade. And so I work in my office all day long and I work with a lot of cool, like Henny and everybody, a lot of cool people. And um uh, so I was listening to it. It was very relaxing. Who are some of your like musical influences? And you can't say Def Leppard because that doesn't count. <laughs> Who are some of like your musical influences that you listened to growing up? Uh, you know the kind and the kinds of music that you listen to. And then Rick, you think about it because I want to know who some of your influences were too, uh, growing up. But she gets to go first because beautiful oh, women go first. No problem. She is a beauty. Yes. Well, Tom Petty uh, influ influenced me quite a bit. It was my first concert. But um, as far as vocalists, Linda Ronstadt really um, inspired me with her with her voice. It's, I don't think anyone's really compared to her since. Um, Bonnie I don't Ray, think so either. I love Bonnie Raitt. I love Stevie Nicks. Um, I so love I Stevie Nicks. Brown. They all really inspired uh, me. Jim, Jim Morrison. Oh, Jim Morrison did big time when I was little, when I was younger. Um, I also I, I read in the bio for the Big Love album that somebody from Tom Petty like helped produce it or played on it or something, right? I was so fortunate. I worked with Jim Scott, who uh, produced the Wildflowers album, and worked with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. And he brought in Steve Ferroni, who's the drummer with the Heartbreakers, and Ben Montench to do. Um, well, Steve was in the on the whole record, and uh, Ben came. Ben Mont came in for a few songs. So I, I was just so grateful to have that experience, and with Kenny there. And Wadi Wachtel was there. He's a New Yorker, too. He's from, I don't know if you know Wadi. Uh, he played with Stevie Nicks now. Uh, but I, 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 he was on the record. He did all those slamming guitars on Big Love. And uh, so awesome. I was very fortunate to have things um, just come to me so wonderfully. And I'm just really grateful for that. I love That's it. because you're a good person. If you do good, you get good. You I do bad, it. you do bad, you know what you get? Guts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rick, your turn. Some you know, of the influences. Uh, oh, wait a minute. I want to say one thing to her. Now you made me forget. 
Okay. I'll try and do, this is just eyeball. You can't think without an eyeball. Isn't that ridiculous? I mean, my eye makes me. You think, said gots, so it's not no, anything to do no, with gots. No, 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 no. I wanted to say something too. Oh, we have so many friends that are famous rock and roll people from Pink Floyd, everybody. They all are the by far the nicest gang of people we ever meet. I love all of our rock and roll stars. And you two guys are right in there too. Actually, they probably know You're a lot also, of the people that we know. And you know how nice they are. They're all sweet guys. And and girls, of course, uh, rock and oh, roll. Goodness. Rock and roll people are not drugged up weirdo ass works. Believe me, they're sweet people. So actually, some of them. No, so we, never, <laughs> Rick thinks we, it's we fun. Never met, we never met. We never met. No, we never meet any. We never bad met ones. a prick yet. We have some of the people that yet. we've worked with, like uh, like uh, I'm sure you know, you know, because you're a drummer. How about? Uh, Steve Perkins from Jane's Addiction is a good friend of ours. Love Steve. Um, Scott Page, who is the saxophonist for Pink Be- Floyd. Best, best friend. Kenny Olson from Love Kenny. Kid Rock, Twisted Brown, Tucker Band. He's a great guitarist. Um, so many people. Uh, yeah, there's a whole lot now. I can't remember them. Billy Idol. <laughs> oh, we, and I, so I like drummers. So we've had like Bobby Blotzer on the show from Rat. And yeah. Back when he was in Rat, you know, like along because he's not the drummer and, and, now. And they're all nice guys. Everybody's nice. You know, people think that, oh my God, those rock and roll people, <gasps> they rape girls in the green room. You know, maybe, but not all the time. <laughs> 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 I, now that segues that, Lauren, that segues me to you. <laughs> That's our little dog. How do you feel about, are you jealous of him? Astro, Astro. Astro, Astro, come here. Okay. We have a little seven-pound mutt with a big mouth. Um, Astro, um, are you jealous of him? Because, you know, women are very forward with rockers. They'll think nothing but pushing out of the way and sitting on his lap. What would you do in that situation? I'm not jealous. And um, it's it's interesting because the most of the women that uh, love Rick, and they all do, they're so respectful of him. And he has such wonderful boundaries with people. And he can love show his love and hug them and he's very authentic but there's no like sexual energy he doesn't throw that around so i i trust him he trusts me and we just have to it's never been I, uh, yeah. so go the other way and let rick answer because you're smoking he, he, hot he, he, lord he, he doesn't want to get your italian up because you know napoli don women forget it <laughs> you, you, you cross a Napoli woman and she spits in your food when she cooks it. You know? No, well, I think she'd probably do more than that. <laughs> what do you say? She'd probably do more than that. No, she starts with spitting in your food. Then <laughs> you gotta like love it. So hold on, like go go with you. So who were some of your influences then, uh, Rick? My dad was a huge uh, music fan. Uh, I got into big band when I was uh, when I was younger. Uh, I used to love listening to big band. And then I got into jazz rock, and then my older brother, he started bringing records home, um, Deep Purple, and then mm-hmm. of course, the whole sort of late 60s, early 70s was a fantastic time for music. Um, you know, Sweet, Slade, uh, Bowie, uh, Queen, I mean, you name it, uh, all these, you know, all this music was available to us. So we took our influences from pretty much everything. I like love all that. We had Slade on Bowie, the show. Bowie was mine. Oh, yeah, he liked Bowie. Oh, I love So what Bowie. about now love today? Bowie. So those are influences. Now, if you were sitting around on the – first of all, do you guys sit around and listen – do you sit around and listen to yourself, Lauren, or do you sit around and listen to Def Leppard or any of Rick's music uh, a lot of the time, or do you guys listen to other people's music? We listen to Frank Sinatra all the time. <laughs> yeah, what Frank, you say, Frank Sinatra? Frank Sinatra. I love me, Frank Sinatra. Me too. We just watched a great <laughs> documentary. Sinatra and Johnny Mathis. Johnny my, Mathis is his favorite. 
I know, and I've met Johnny a few times, and I adore Johnny Mantis. He is the kindest, sweetest, most humble, shy, delicious human being in the world. And that's why his voice is so magnificent, is because he sings from his soul. Johnny Mantis is by far better than Sinatra, better than any vocalist that has ever lived on the planet Earth. And Peggy Lee. That's his favorite, and Peggy, Peggy Lee, Lee and Johnny is his co-partner. No one is Peggy Lee. She sang before the music, which is unheard of but oh i was it behind the music i behind forgot the music, I, think I think she sang be, no she sang off the. she never sang with the music either she sang before or after it which is not a which is a no-no but she was wonderful so and, wait 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 go back so do you guys have netflix yes yes all right go on netflix we watched it just the other night it's like a three hour long two-part documentary wonderful. all about frank sinatra in palm springs and stuff but we live in palm springs but it's an excellent documentary just google frank sinatra and they told the truth for a change it. they really told the truth about sinatra and it has oh. his performances and all kinds of stuff and, and you'll really like it if you like frank sinatra it's really worth sitting I, to I, watch over the years i have met many people who were friends with sinatra and i know lots of stories about sinatra which of course would never leave my mouth, but they did it in this documentary. I was so shocked when I heard certain names and events that Sinatra was involved with. I thought that was all taboo and secret, secret. But now the the, the secret's out. Okay, Watch so it. it's good. What's you guys' favorite movie? Do you guys have a movie that's your go-to movie? Like when you guys are in some kind of weird mood that you both like? Like Ron and I like different movies, so it's harder for us. I don't, I, you know, he I, likes everything Turner Classic movies. Well, I I do a lot of movies. Like I just did four movies. I have six more to do, and they're all horror movies where they chop people up and blood and guts flow. He doesn't like those, and I hate them. <laughs> I hate the movies I'm in, but I'm in them. But I hate it. And oh, wait, I, let, let them answer. Let them answer. Well, wait, just let me finish. When I read a script, I watch. I read to see what parts they're going to tear off me before I do a movie. Go, go, go. All right. So, what are some of you guys' like go-to movies? Uh, have you ever heard of one called uh, Red Violin? Yes. Yes, of course, the Red Violin. I know that film. That's, that's really good. Um, well, you know, we'll it's have, a wonderful life. Yeah, that's always a great go-to. We like, you know, Jimmy Stewart. It's wonderful. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we know it well. Uh, uh, lots of people choose. That's that actually one. my real name is Jimmy Stewart, but I couldn't trademark it, and so I became Jimmy Star. But otherwise, I am Jimmy Stewart, and so uh, so everybody likes so Ron. Ron, we like one movie that we both like together. Though it's North by Northwest, right? Well, we love Cary Grant. Yeah, we like Cary Grant movies. You know, I always wanted to be Cary Grant when I grew up. Instead, I I turned out to look like Tony Curtis, which is okay too. But I wanted to be, I wanted to be Cary Grant. I also, uh, my, my go-to feel-good movie is Pretty Woman. I love Pretty Woman. I've seen it like 800 times. <laughs> That's a good one. You know, one for the Italians, which is fantastic, is Moonstruck. Yes. I saw yeah. that for the first time and since we've but, been like but trapped. A, a better film than that, if you want to be a proud Italian, is uh, the Tuscany film with Diane Ladd. Oh, Under the Tuscan Under Sun. Under the Tuscan Sun. Oh, okay. That is the most wonderful Italian film I've ever seen since La Dolce Vita. I saw Moonstruck though for the first time, and I actually like liked it. And well, since was, since we've been stuck in the COVID, I I saw that. And what's the James Dean movie that he's Re famous for? Re Rebel Without a Rebel Cause. Without a I had never seen that. We saw that. But, I am seeing. But, but Moonstruck to me was like listening to the wall at my neighbors. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about it. No, it's true. It's yeah. like it's like uh, get over, get over it. <laughs> yeah, my favorite part. Um, you know, <laughs> well, everybody loved it. That's what made Cher, you know, a score in that 
film. Uh, I, 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 I hate to be a name dropper and a bragger, but I'm not. These are just people I work with. And I know Cher is the total opposite of that in person. Cher is a walking sleepwalker. I mean, Cher never is there. She can walk in looking magnificent, stand there and you speak to her, but she's really not there. She's still <laughs> home at, in bed sleeping. That's Cher. She is absolutely not a volatile, demonstrative, loud uh, human being. She is so laid back that, that it's amazing. So, hey, let's do so a she did a good job on let's the film. Do a, let's do a hypothetical. Okay, so the COVID virus is over, and you guys get to go back and play shows again that aren't like online streaming shows. And, and an agent approaches you, and they say, Lauren, we want you to open for blank – with your big love album, who is the person that you would be like, Oh my God, it would be so great if I could like open for this person. I'd ask you that Rick, but nobody, you don't open for anybody. Everybody opens for you. Who's like your favorite? Who, who would you want to go on stage? That's, you know what? Oh, I wish you didn't ask me that question. Cause I have to think about that for a minute. If I John think, Petty was still around. That, yeah, it would yeah. be. Okay. Him. Yeah. It would be. Yeah, him. Hypothetically. You know, Bonnie Raitt would be wonderful. She still plays, but rarely. I um, love Bonnie Raitt. I also Raitt. like Bonnie Tyler. <laughs> I love yeah. Bonnie. Oh, it's great. Totally Clips. Yeah, yeah Totally uh, Clips is like a great song. I freaking like love that song. Who, who else? Jackson Brown. Jackson Brown. Who yeah. else should we be talking about that you'd like to? Uh, Melissa Etheridge. Melissa Etheridge. Oh, actually, she's going to come on the show. Like, I sent her people stuff, and they said she'd come on the show. I love Melissa Etheridge. She's fabulous. Used, she's family, and pe she's family. People used to say to me, who do you like? And I would say, Country Joe and the Fish. And they'd say, who? <laughs> I bet they don't know who that is. We don't is even either. know who Country Joe is. You guys Joe ever heard of Country Joe and the Fish? Yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Country Joe, was he was such a hippie thing in the old days. I mean, everybody would pass the bong around, and you'd listen to Country Joe, and you sort of went off into some other world because he was so out of it. And it was fun. So nobody knows. So Country Joe and the Fish, if you're still around, yay for you. So let's go to you then, Rick. Let's say, well, listen, who are some of the bands that you guys have toured with that were a lot of fun? Or let's say you weren't you. And you were in another band and you were going to have to be a, uh, and you couldn't open up for yourself because that's not any fair. Like who are some bands that you think it would be great to like play with? Oh, I'd love to, I'd love to play with the uh, ACDC. Uh, oh, yeah. Obviously I'd love to, I would, I would have loved to have played with Zeppelin. Um, I would love to have played with Queen. Uh, I and mean, this and Pink Floyd, you want to play with them too? <laughs> I guess we have friends there. <laughs> They're all our friends. You want to play with Pink Floyd or we're going to cut you off the air now? <laughs> I think that's hilarious. I think it's a lot of fun. I mean, you had such an amazing career, and, and the two of you together have gotten to do so many like cool things. Um, we're well, a sweet couple. And I you think it's really – I know. Couple. I can see that. And, and then you guys have been together since, I think I said, 2003. So 17 years, and you still like each other. That's awesome. Like, Actually, I think that's since 2000. We've known each okay. other. Hey, hey, Lauren, Lauren, did your father ever get you on the side and say, you're going to be in music, in rock and roll? You better not smoke a reefer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my father used to say to me. You're going to no. be in movies? What, with the reefers? She had similar conversations. Yeah, that was a big word. And and, and no and non fala putana either. You can't. No, no, don't say fala putana. I, I know that very well. I <laughs> <laughs> you know, you coming can, from. You're going to wear that out? 
I was I always had a go and change. I couldn't wear. So it. wait, when did your family think the first time you brought him home? Because like they, when they you guys like, they when you like guys him. met, he they was already not, like they did not like him because he wasn't Italian. You know what? No, they they actually they really loved him. He was so polite. He made them all tea. They were you know they really they they liked him. I I think I'm the first or second in my family to marry someone outside of being Italian. But um, okay, and, and that's a sin. <laughs> but, it, but it shows how good twenty years later, and you guys yeah. have such beautiful yeah. smiles together. You can see how yeah. much you guys actually care about each other. Yeah. Like it my, pops my, off the my screen. My sister brought home a Greek guy. And my father looked at my sister and he said, well, I couldn't do any better. So my sister said, he's really nice. He's Greek. My father said, I know, but does he have any Italian in him? So my sister lied. She said, well, yeah, they, they're Greek, but they're really from Italy living in Greece. <laughs> Meanwhile, we met the whole family. <laughs> Every one of them was, he's got his star, Greek, Greek with the blue beads and the grape leaves. So my father wasn't fooled, but he turned out to be an okay husband. There you go. <laughs> So you guys listen up. Oh, wait a minute. I married uh, a, a Dutch girl and my father said, what, an alley cat? <laughs> so she, was, she wasn't Italian. He said, what'd you marry, an alley cat? They had their own little language back then. I used to love it. Yeah. I, would, I would giggle. I never believed that shit. I would just giggle at them when I had all those Italianisms. Yeah. So everybody listen up. This is uh, Lauren Monroe and Rick Allen. You can follow Lauren on Twitter. It's I am Lauren Monroe. What's your Instagram? Because I'm following it, but I forgot. It's, it's different, right? Lauren Monroe Live. Lauren Monroe Live. Lauren Monroe Music on YouTube. Anybody wants to watch the Bigelow video. And we, did a, we did a fan video with family and friends. My parents are in it. His parents are in it. Oh, it's fantastic. It's really fun. We had a lot of fans contribute and send to that. That's also online, too. Yeah. It's, really it's fun. beautiful. Well, I'm going to appeal to all the Italians out there. Oh, yeah. you, you, buy, you buy their music or else I make a phone call to Brooklyn and, <laughs> your, legs, and your knees are gone. So you guys also, you can follow Rick on Twitter. He's at Rick Allen Live. Um, Let's see. Uh, Lauren's website is laurenmonroe.com. Rick's website is rickallen.com, which I noticed he also does art, art and photography and stuff. So, like, he's not just a drummer and a rock star and a philanthropist. He's got all kinds of things going on. I wish I could on. see what he looks like. Is he good yeah. looking? Yeah, he's good, good looking. And that <laughs> Lauren, is, Lauren, is he good looking? He is good looking, yes. Yeah, he's very good looking. And he's, there yeah, you go. Oh, they're doing a, see, I wish I could just fucking eye. Excuse my French. <laughs> Wait a minute. She's gorgeous. Look at those teeth. Are those teeth yours? My teeth? Yeah. <laughs> you look like you're a beautiful Italian girl. Look at that head of hair. My, is that all your hair or extensions? No, it's mine. Wow, look at you. Yeah, he is handsome. For non-Italian. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys, the name of the EP is Big Love. It's a five-song EP. Not only is the music great, it's for a great charity, you guys. 100% of the proceeds they're donating to Project Resiliency, um, which is their, their charity. Uh, it's really great if you guys, like, contribute to this because not only is it a great album, but it's also a great cause. Um, and we think you guys are fabulous, and we want to thank you guys for coming on the show. Um, I hope the album sells a million times over, and anytime you have anything to promote, let us know. We'll bring you back. Uh, please follow me back on Twitter and Instagram. I hate it when people don't follow me back. And uh, I have a pretty good following on there. And um, we wish you all the luck and success with the new album and with everything you do. And I'm so happy that you guys are such a wonderful married couple. It's really nice to see in this day thank and age. Thank you so much for giving us such a good show. And Carabella, stay in gamba sempre. Oh, thank you, Ron.
Okay. Hey guys, and we want to thank Rock Titan for setting this whole thing up and introducing us to you. So thank you, Scotty yes, J. You're a lovely couple, sweet people. You nice guys wish people. you all the Good luck in people. the world with everything that you do. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao, Bella. Yeah, I like, love it, you guys. They're awesome. What a lovely couple. How, you know I love my Italian people. I can't help it. <laughs> yeah. you know, what Which everybody, works. everybody loves hey b don't you love germans because you're a german i mean everybody loves their own lots of people have joined us in the chat room so what's up everybody i hope you guys enjoyed that and um that was a nice interview a- i really enjoyed that it, it was a happy sweet nice interview and she's quite a beautiful girl yes she is she looks like an Don from pompeii i could picture her with the braided hair and all the a- ancient roman jewelry in a chariot she has that look. No, everybody needs to follow them. And like, I listened to Def Leppard also uh, this morning for like three hours while we were preparing for the show. And um, uh, Def Leppard is one of the greatest rock listen, bands. I'm going to listen to. I'm sorry that we couldn't bring you the music because we're not allowed. Def Leppard is one of the greatest rock bands of yep. all time. They're and just by the way, fabulous. those of you who have just joined us, the sunglasses are not because I'm a movie star. I had a cataract. You are a movie star, but. Well, not really. I had a cataract Tuesday and I the bright lights in the studio hurt my eyes so i have to wear sunglasses but here hello there you go it's like it's like so we want to thank everybody for tuning in you can listen to us live every wednesday from 12 to 2 p.m pacific time 3 to 5 p.m eastern time on w4cy radio our home station we're also on k4 hd radio in uh, in la jackalope radio in st louis iheart radio stitcher audio boom soundcloud itunes Spreaker, apple tv podbean spotify and pandora and uh, uh the videos are on YouTube, but I would prefer if you would go. All the new videos are going up on JSW Television, which is on the JimmyStarsWorld.com website, and you can also find all of Ron's videos, um, and you can watch there, and that way you go straight to it and, and see our blog also at the same time. It's a lot of fun. Everybody in the chat room seems to be, like, loving it. Uh, uh, B says she loves Italy, too. Rock Titan says they yeah, were awesome yeah, I know guests. that, but listen, I ha- my, my ex-girlfriend who I was engaged to was Hilda Schramm, S-C-H-R-A-M-M. You can't get more German than that. She was from Germany. Uh, and I went out with her when I was 16 years old. So my parents were not happy with that because she was German. Then my wife was a Dutch girl. My parents weren't happy with that. And my mother and father said, can't you marry a nice Italian girl? And I said, no, they all have beards. And my mother smacked me. It wasn't a nice thing yeah. to say, but I had to say it because she was annoying me to death, constantly drilling in. Find yourself a nice Italian girl, a nice Italian girl. Oh, and you found me instead. A oh, guy. Another, I thought he was Jewish. That would have been good. I love Jewish men, <laughs> but he's not even Jewish. He's waspy. He's some kind of English Irish stuff. There my, you go. I mean, I, if my mother and father were alive, they knew I married an Irishman. They'd really have a fit. They'd love me. They would have liked me. Well, they would have had to learn to love you no everybody they would have called you the irishman they first said, where's the irish but a year later when they saw how nice i was and how good i took care of you they would totally like like me you think everybody likes me. what's that last remark how good you take care of me like what do you do huh you put the eye drops in i my put eyes. the eye drips on your eye i, yeah, but wait I cook on you. I, clean. I, I didn't say you didn't take care of me also i just okay, said i well, take care it. of you you should say you should say listen uh, the way that we take care of each other that's right okay. now you're learning mariko <laughs> Oh. Rock Titan says Ron wears his sunglasses at night, but it's just because of his cataract. No, and that's a we, song. We have... I wear my sunglasses at oh. night by Corey uh, somebody. You just killed it. <laughs> no, we have very bright lights here. We have enormous bright lights. And normally they, they disturb me a little bit. 
but the eyeball now has a lens in it, and the lens hasn't learned yet to close with the sunlight or brightness. And it's, I was told by my doctor, do not go out in the sun and avoid brightness because it keeps the iris open, and that's not what they want. Oh, yeah, it was Corey Hart. That's fine. I couldn't remember it. So B says Italians are always so elegant, and and she he like and, and B likes it when you talk about Anita Eckbert and Fontana di Trevi. I don't know who that is. No, that's, that's a fountain of something, right? No, oh, Jimmy, please. <laughs> La Dolce Vita. When Anita Eckberg went into the fountain, is probably one of the best film clips there is in the world. The music, Anita's beauty, her body under the water, the way she was turning, is classic. It's used. Everywhere. I mean, I've seen it when I was on Madison Avenue. I was in a store uh, in New York City, and they had that clip running over and over again in the window. Anita Ekberg was uh, Sweden's most beautiful woman. She was Miss Sweden and a natural beauty, and her chest was quite large, and it was natural. She was a naturally magnificent-looking, very big woman, tall, like Ingrid Bergman, that sort she of She says Fontana di Trevi is a fountain. No, fo fo La Fontana di Trevi is in Rome, and that's where Three Coins in a Fountain is. Oh, we saw that movie. I saw that movie. Yes, and I've been to that fountain many times. Too many people there, but... She said, know. yeah, it's iconic. But the La Fontana di Trevi is in Rome. Um, yeah, I want to go back to Italy. I wish we could. Classic Hollywood, she said. You know, for my birthday, we were supposed to go to Italy, visit cousins, and then continue on to Egypt. But then the, the virus came, and here we so are. So we'll do it another day. In, well, we're not stuck, stuck in the house. Palm Springs in 190,000 degrees of heat. Hell, it's hell. Anyway, uh, when is Joe coming on? He's coming on in a minute. Giuseppe, Joe he Castro. He comes on in like five minutes. Yeah, Joe Castro's our friend, so it's no big deal. It's not a formal uh, interview. It's going to be a buddy-friendly interview. Joe Castro is just absolutely a genius. He's an artist. Uh, and I'll talk about the movie I'm in and the thing that he designed, which is disgusting-looking. I mean, talk about... It's going to be a, like a blast. Oh, he, he, you know, I'm in the big friggin' rat, and he made the rat. Oh, that rat is repulsive. I'm sorry. I don't like rats anyway. But that rat has... Things, shit falling from its teeth, glue, and ugh, what a skeevy-looking rat. You got to, like, love it. And the rat was supposed to eat me. So, Don, you're back. I see you were in and out a little bit. We're so happy to see you. And she said she saw a Corey Hart video recently. I actually invited Corey Hart to come on our show uh, like a year or two ago, but he didn't respond. And he's not really that big to come on our show because he was a one-hit wonder. I just thought it would be fun. <laughs> and then you could have worn your sunglasses. Why he wears sunglasses? No, that's his big hit song. Is I wear my sunglasses at night. Okay, <laughs> he's a Canadian. I think he's well, Canadian. I never heard that song, so I can't relate to it. But anyway, um, you know, I asked uh, a, an old TV actress to come on our show, and I misunderstood her name, and I called her somebody else's name that was similar, and she text messaged me back the nastiest text message saying that uh, I am not she. I am so and so, fifty-year veteran actress, famous one. You know, went on and on about I, 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 and no, I, I, I don't think no, and no. Um, I don't want to come on your no, show. No, no, she didn't say. That. I said, uh, do you think you could? Whatever she said, and no, I will not do your show. So I thought to myself, listen, you're almost eighty years old. Nobody knows who the frig you are. Nobody gives a shit about you anyway. At least. On our show, somebody might have liked you and remembered you and said something kind. So, you know, this our show is free publicity. To get this kind of coverage, you have to pay a lot of money to get your PR people to do this. We do it for free. We get people 
We find them. We help them. We make their careers move a little faster. A few actors who were famous actors of years ago came on our show and thanked me and said, Ron, because of your show, people remembered us and they've asked us to go to work. So we do do good. And that lady who, it was Diane McBain. Who the hell is Diane McBain? Now you're going to say, who's Diane McBain? She was in Surfside 6-6 with Troy Donahue and Connie Stevens. And she made a movie with Elvis Presley. And she was also in Parish with Troy Donahue. That's all I remember about her. Teresa Sabin said it's, it's her loss. And you're right, Teresa. It is her loss. It is, it and is. Teresa, you're wonderful. Thank you for you being so supportive You know what? Somebody wrote on my Facebook page, oh, she's a bitch. And I got rid of her long ago. So obviously she has a record of being not a nice person. Um they self-destruct people that are not super famous and they're in the business 50 years. There's a reason for that. There's definitely, I mean, Barbara Streisand was a tough bitch, but she had great talent and she could throw her weight around and be nasty to people because she was Barbara Streisand. She Actually, sold, she sold tickets. Jane, Jane, Angela Joseph says you two have done so much for me and Joseph in the entire clown motel franchise. We love you. Uh, B. Claudia says people should be bringing you flowers every day for all you no, do. No, for no, them. no, no. I, 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 today I was down and I said to Jimmy before we aired, I said, why doesn't anybody ever thank us for the things that we do for them? Angie, baby, and Joe, I love you both. You know that. And I, I believe in the movie and, and it's going to be a fun film. And I know that Clown Motel is going to hit like wildfire. Not because the minute or starring in it, or my name is above the title, and I just <laughs> and I just got an Oscar for my performance in it. But no, seriously, uh, I know the script. I'm I wouldn't do the film if it was a bomberoo. I did one bomb uh, four four movies ago. I did a lemon that you wouldn't believe. Croaker. Uh, don't 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 keep destroying it. Because, no, it's fun. No, but the people. Yeah, that, but it was fun though. Yeah, but. The guy that did it wants to make a couple of bucks. He worked hard, you know. Even though he, it was a, fun though. We still had fun. We had fun. It didn't come out great, but it wasn't terrible. Uh, well, we've seen some pretty bad I, ones. I, I did not have fun because I knew it was going to be a lemon as we were filming it. What I didn't like was the critic that said uh, he went in and grabbed a bunch of amateurs. Not one person in that film is a, a qualified actor, and I was hurt because I am a qualified actor and I did brilliantly in my scene as a nasty cop. I was the only one that could act in that movie. The rest of them were off the street. And it had I known that was going to be that way, you know, I, I mean, like now, I, I took Clown Motel 2 for many reasons because I know Joe's work and I love him and I know Angie Baby, she's my angel. But I did it because Lorene Landon's going to be in it. Hey, baby, you don't get a movie with Lorene Landon that sucks. Lorene Landon is out there. She's one of the top, top actresses in horror movies and film. And a dear, dear friend of mine, she's like one of my best buddies. And what a thrill it is to be working next week with Angie, with, with um, Lauren. No, with Lorene. Lorene. I'm, I'm getting like Joe Biden. I mean, really. But anyway, um, Lorene is a special actress in a special movie. So, guys, we do it because we care. And I know you appreciate it. Just send me my fucking T-shirt, okay, Andy, baby? <laughs> or else you're going to hear from me. You got to, like, love it. Where are we shooting anyway next week? Somewhere in, in LA. LA? In a bar in LA? Yeah, we have to get up early. Well, hey! Hi, Wait, hi Jimmy. How you doing? Wait a minute. Good. Joe, I'm having a breakdown. How early do I have to get up? Well, we have to get to LA by 9 a.m. So I'm, I'm shooting at 9? Yeah, 9 to 3. It's a two-hour drive. I know, so we have to get up early. Like 4 o'clock? No, not that. 5. 
536. Oh, oh my Joe, I right. can't. Anyway, hold on, Joe, say oh. something. Let's make sure we can hear you. Hello, hello, Ron. Hello, Jimmy. How you doing? Can you hear me? Yep, perfect. Yeah, so I make, hear you. I'm doing good. Make until... your camera. Can you? Are you on a laptop? Uh, no, I'm on a, my desktop. What do you What do you want? Okay, there you go. Go up a little bit more so we don't cut your head off. There you go. There you go. That's How's good. That? Is that good? Yeah, perfect. That's good. All right, hey, everybody. I, I, now, oh, that's good too. Hold yeah, on. Leave it like that. Leave, no, 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 no. Go back to the big shot. That's yeah, not him like that, that does that. That's that's Re Rebel does that. Rebel, Rebel, keep him in big. Don't don't don't. No, not the whole time. Otherwise, because then we're small. But you are small. No, no. Hold on. Okay, let it go back and forth, Rebel. I like it when you go back and forth. But I hold like, on. I we like, got to do an intro. I, but I like Joe's face. He's I know. He's got, got that, a great face. That wonderful Arabic face. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, one of the most talented special effects artists in Hollywood, the fabulously and incredibly talented Joe Castro. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, Jimmy. Hello, Ron. Thank you for that amazing introduction. And I just want to first well, off well, you're amazing. Thank you. You, you. You deserve it. You're amazing. Um, you. you know, I, when you post your work on Facebook, I throw up. You know, I always write how I'm vomiting. <laughs> you but know you, what you, to say. Oh, but you have the most disgusting things I've ever seen. I mean, the, the guy with the two faces with the eyeballs hanging, the guts, the vomit. I mean, come on. Where the fuck do you get these things from? <laughs> Hang I mean, on. Wait, wait. We got to say what, hi to everybody what, wait, first. Don't makes, answer what, that yet. What makes, what makes your mind go there? I mean, the big rat. I threw up when I saw it. I said, that thing is in my shot. I'll kill myself. So hold on. Hold Scary on. We're going to go stuff. back. Hold on. So you already know, Ron. Normally we would introduce you, but since Joe you're a friend. Castro is a good, good buddy of ours. Come on. Cut the crap. So off. we have a chat room and it's full of people so first say hi to the chat room hey everybody in the chat room how you doing out there and then we have angela joseph and b claudia Teresa sabin there's a whole bunch of people but now they're not like writing things so i don't know but literally there's a ton of people in there lots of horror people lots of horror fans are in the chat room they all love you uh since i can't see all the rest of them um say hi to angela joseph because she wrote master of blood and gore love your work joe Absolutely. hi angela i love you there you go. Uh, these are people that support me. I, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without all the fans, without you, Jimmy and Ron, and your love and your. No, uh, that's not true. That's not beautiful, true. Beautiful, beautiful. No, 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 no. It is true. Joe, your work, every, your work. Every, no, your work sells. Everybody has, no. has nurtured me. Like to have such great uh, role models and examples of people that have come before yeah. me in this industry and have nurtured me and given me constructive and uh, honest criticism that's how i get ahead you know i started joe. off with tom savini you know tom, tom tom yes yes sir he's been hey, on our show minute, twice quiet if you were not the talent that you are do you think i'd stick my, my neck out and bullshit people you know i'm known to being ron tells it like it really is when i say you are fantastic it's not an exaggeration it's not smoke up your ass and it's not a big kiss on the lips either it's the friggin' truth. I've seen your disgusting, ugly, weird Martians and two-headed people and, and guts hanging out and knives in and throats hang. I mean, I you, love that shit. I mean, it is absolutely <laughs> the most repulsive stuff I've ever seen in my life. But you know what? It's art. It is Thank art. You. You're an Thank artist. You. And your work is absolutely magnificent. So, really no so watch some of the movies that Joe Castro has done. The, we're going to talk the, about the some special of them. effects. So first of all, you can vomit. If you guys want to follow Joe on Instagram, you can follow him at Joe underscore Castro underscore director. Uh, I went on your IMDb. It says you started at age 15, which is I really know. young to know what you want to do, which is really cool. And then in 1985, you won a national special effects makeup contest in Monsterland magazine. 
And in That's 2011, right. you did a movie called The Summer of Massacre, and it's in the Guinness Book of World Records for the highest body count in a slasher film, and you killed 155 people. <laughs> this is true. This is I true. I love yeah. this shit. This is like, you can't like write this shit. So, so in the chat room, first of all, somebody uh, wanted to know, uh, did you go to school for this, or did you just teach yourself? I'm self-taught, but you know, I grew up around a lot of other young uh, special effects makeup artists. And you know, back in the day, in the early 80s, 1982, 83, you used to be able to do this thing where you'd pick up the phone and you could call 411. I don't know if anybody can relate or remembers that, but you could call anywhere in the country. And if, if a person's name was listed in a phone book, you could ask the 411 operator for their phone number. Yeah, so that's, it, that's, it, was called, it was called information. <laughs> yeah, information, right. It was Google. It was, it was analog Google, basically. And, you know, what I would do is I would find out where my idols lived and what cities they lived in. And I would pick up the phone and I'd call 411 and I'd say, can I have the number to Tom Savani? You know, and, and, and sure enough, they'd give me Tom Savani's phone number and I could call him at home. And uh, Tom is an amazing man. That man uh, nurtured me uh, from the age of 12 to the age of 15 over the phone. He taught me how to do things. He walked me through the process of several different special effects that he actually had made for movies that I admired. And uh, he spent time with me and uh, asked for nothing in return. He was a super kind man and always has been. The first time I met him in person, he was so genuine and so authentic. I was, uh, and they say never meet your, your idols. It, 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 was, it was just this amazing presence and still the man that he always was to me, even as a I child. Actually, still nurturing me. Uh, I met him originally at Scream Fest. We became fast friends, and he used to, when he was in Fort Lauderdale, he would come shopping with his daughter and his nephew in my clothing store, and then we would all go out to eat. He's the greatest guy ever. Um, he's super cool. And, um, and also, say hi to uh, Jason Hawkins. He's in the chat room. Hi, Jason. I, I, I'm he really says, you hope you're getting the effects ready for the bleeding dark. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very excited did, to be working did, with Jason. Did you ever meet Nick Marcellano, who was the head of at Universal of Makeup? I have not. I have not met him. No, well, I have not. I think, he's, I think he's passed away. But I knew him years ago, and he was a master of good makeup, not horror makeup. But Actually, he, he could get a ugly old lady and make her look like a glamorous, beautiful young woman. And I think that makeup is just as difficult as your horror makeup. What do you both think? Yeah, absolutely. It, they're both art forms, and uh, the people that can transform someone's face, make them look younger, make them look flawless, make them look however, they, they, you know, with, with beauty makeup as well. Yes, it's a, a very, very high art, okay. high fashion yeah. art. Wait, I have a question, because this is going to go away. Wait, wait, wait. So, because our uh, uh, segue, uh, Stan, I, Stan Winston, no, no, because uh, our, our moderator wants to know, would you recommend Stan Winston, Winston or Dan, Dick Smith? Do you know who they are? Yeah, I Stan know. Winston, well, Stan Dick Winston Smith. has an online course. I, I'm not familiar if Dick Smith still has an online because he passed away. I, Dick they Smith do was have universe. online courses, or uh, but um, yeah, no, I, it, right? I know both of them. I, I I grew up with both of them. Both have passed on. The both of those artists have influenced countless artists all over the world for the decades that they served in the industry. I love it. I knew Dick Smith. He was over at Universal with Nick Marcellano because I was at Universal for a long time on a TV, couple two TV series. But anyway, um, could you do me a favor? The reason I'm wearing sunglasses, I had a cataract operation. So could you make me a nice eyeball that works? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so everybody's asking, is that from xenophobia? 
This thing right back here, yes. This this yeah. mask this is one of the aliens, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show us some of your disgusting. Yeah, show us that. Scary crap that you make. You guys, so this is the head from Xenophobia, which is the movie that came out last year. Uh, it came out last year, Xenophobia. This is one of his aliens. And that attractive. Angela was asking, is that one of the heads from it? How cool is that? I mean, that's some cool shit. Looks like my ex-mother-in-law. <laughs> I, I always, I always try film, to start with huh? uh, start with something in nature whenever I make something. This is actually modeled after this uh, crazy looking uh, old woman that I found online. Uh, and I always try to start with something that I find in nature whenever I make a creature. You know, something What's real. Was her name Vilma Collins? I'm not sure. I'm not my sure. My ex mother-in-law <laughs> ex put a wig on that doll, and you got her face for sure. Listen, show us one of the most repugnant things. You can't because they didn't have them sitting there with them. Oh, I, you know, I want to see I one have, of those gutsy uh, things. I, I have, uh, I have this, I have this, this beautiful arm right here. Oh my gosh, one, how one, cool is that? One of my favorite silicone arms. Uh, you, you know, on film in the dark with the blood. You know, this is just a stick here for the bone. But if you cover it just right, it looks like you know, like 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 fatty tissue, muscle. No, wait a minute. I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to discuss this. But uh, in the film that I'm in, the rat, there is the end. When my end is, you know what? With a wristwatch, is that it? I think uh, that is it. That is it from. Yeah, yeah that's, that's my arm. Thank you. That's Ron Russell's arm. But <laughs> let, let, let me grab. Let me grab something else. Hold on. Oh, look here, guys. You guys, we're getting like a up, a, up close and personal with Joe Church, Castro. Churchill's going to kill me for that. I'm but kind of hideous. But uh, let's, let's see. see here. Now, what's there this one go. from? What's it from? Has it been used? This is from, a, yeah, this is from a, a, a Friday 13th Vengeance, which was a fan film yes. about the Friday 13th series. And uh, this is Jason Brooks's decapitated head. Oh, my but, God. Uh, you know what? It, it, it looks it, like it's the details. You got to get all the details. You got to get the, the, the teeth and, the and everything. The tongue. It, look, it looks you, more you like, get, it looks like Jimmy Starr when he's having an orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> You got to get the, that. That's the thing. You can get the whole aesthetic of, of a piece, but if you go into the super details, that's what people notice. That's what people really notice. I think it really make it look believable. The teeth, the tongue, the eyebrows, the eyelashes, all that stuff is so important. I like love it. Now, in the big friggin' rat, the movie that's coming out in October, the movie that I'm in, done by. Uh, a Churchill, uh, Thomas, Thomas, Churchill. Church, Thomas yes. J. Churchill. He said to you, he needs a rat, and you had to come up with a rat. Tell us about it. That's true. Uh, Thomas asked me to uh, design on paper the rat. He gave me the script. I read the script, and he said, Joe, can you design a rat for us? And after reading the script, I realized this thing needed to be. Can I describe it? Am I is it okay? Uh, you know, it, it just needed yeah, to look, it, it needed to look like yes, a giant rat. A giant rat that weighs two tons that lives in the woods. Now that's a different kind of rat, you know. <laughs> so, I, so I wanted it to look like it really was just like covered in mange, and uh, it, it had to be slightly mutated to be that big. You know, its bones would have to be slightly bigger, and the head distorted, and and uh, yeah. So I, I went online and I, I I googled like pictures of like street animals, street dogs, and and mangy cats and 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 rats, but <laughs> like like all, all kinds of like you know like what is what does a gross animal look like that lives out in the woods on the street that kind of thing and I try to bring some of that into the rat. 
When I saw it, what got me was all that slime coming off their ugly teeth. <laughs> uh, it was, you know, it's a skeevy you, looking rat. Let me tell you, it's, it's really skeevy. What, one, of the first things, the, one of the first things I learned about making creature features is it's got to have uh, eyes, evil eyes, big teeth, and has to be wet. The whole thing needs to be wet. And all your the time, rat sure wet. has slime hanging off the teeth. That rat is frightening. I mean, really and truly, if you had that rat in a darkened room and didn't tell anybody, you could give them a heart attack. That's a scary. Yeah. It's well, a scary rat. And it's I a scary that. movie. So everybody, I think we're coming out in October. I'm not sure. You know, we don't have red carpets anymore, so I don't get advance notice no. where I have to be. But I think our film is coming out in October. And Along with uh, the Amityville Harvest. Oh, wait a minute. But wait a minute. I'm not finished. So watch Joe Castro's phenomenal rat. In the big friggin' rat, and then you've got coming out in October, which I forgot the date. It was in bloody disgusting uh, yesterday, I think. Um, and the trailer came out today, I think. But you also worked on the Amityville Harvest, and one reason I bring it up is because you did the work on it. Also, because they put that poster up on on Facebook, you know, and that's your like your creature that you created on the poster, fabulous, which is phenomenal. Fabulous, so congratulations. Fabulous. Also, Thank because you. it stars Jan Birch, Julianne Philpott. I mean, Julianne Prescott, Sadie, Sadie Katz. Katz, and Paul Logan, and they've all been on our show, some of them several times. And they're all our friends. And they're all our friends. And so very uh, congratulations people. on that yes. one. Thank you. I consider all those people film family. They're all very kind, talented people, and I'm honored and very humbled to be a part of the Thomas Churchill production of uh, Amityville Harvest. You know, Thomas has so given now, me some amazing so opportunities. Now, so now I'm making a movie. And I'm going to give you a million dollars to give me a monster. But I want a monster that has never been seen before. You come what, to the right place. What would you? What, <laughs> wait, a million, a million bucks. Now, what would? What, what do you suggest the monster would be and look like? You know, I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I wake up with ideas. I wake up with. I, I wake up with nightmares. You know, like, I, like like, and I relish in them. And every day is a new flavor. Sometimes. Um, it used to. It would just depend on that on the moment in time and what's going on in the temperature of the world. Because I have, you know, one of the things I learned. I see people imitate me, copy, duplicate, and Xerox my work all over the world. Uh, because I really do. I really do consider my work truly original, and that's what I strive to be: truly original. And of course, everything's been done to death. But there's also the exception. And I try to be that exception in all my work. And you are the I, exception. Okay, you. now thank on you. this million-dollar movie, the title of the movie is Drag Queens from Outer Space. <laughs> I actually have an idea about drag queens from outer space. <laughs> uh, no joke. I'm, I, I'm not even kidding. And so you know, that's, um, a script, that's a script that's been sent to me. And uh, well, Mar Marcel, it, yeah. Marcel Waltz loves it, and he thinks yeah. he wants to do it. Well, and, uh, sign me up, please, because I have, gonna have to have uh, a margin. No, absolutely. I had a. Uh, it's so strange that you would bring that up. I, one of my favorite ideas I had when I was when I was 19 years old when I first moved to Los Angeles, and I was sitting in my little apartment in off of Sherman Way here in, in Van Nuys, and uh, uh, I had an idea for it's a, a crazy kind of drag queen. Uh, comedy horror monster movie, and uh, I've well, always wanted it, to do that. We should do it. Marcel, we should listen, do, absolutely. Ma ma I, I, absolutely. I'll help. No, I don't know what happened. I can hear though. Okay. Uh, and we were at Marcel's house, and I told him I got this ridiculous script that they want me to play Miss Moon, who's the head of the drag queens, the old lady. 
and it's called Drag Queens from Out of Space. And he said, oh, I love it. Let's talk about it. So I sent him some of it, and he loved it. And uh, I don't know if he's going to do it, but it would be a lot of fun. It's a gay, a gay camp movie about a bunch of drag queens that came from Mars to planet Earth to find husbands because there's no more men left on Mars. Sounds excellent. Sign me up. You know, I, I, uh, I, I, my partner, Stephen Escobar, and I uh, produced a film back in uh, 20, uh, I think it was uh, 2008, called The Young, the Gay, and the Restless. And it's basically a parody of the of the of the uh, uh, of the of the series, and uh, it's a yeah. I, I I I think most of my films are actually comedies, even though they're horror films, because I laugh at horror. I mean, you know, I, I'll kill a kill a person on camera any day. I don't feel any guilt or shame for it. People are crazy. People deserve to die, uh, you know, on camera. And uh, but the animals and the little the it's little nice bugs. You, you stuck that on camera in there. That's hilarious. <laughs> Well, I have a question for you. I have a bunch of questions, but here's the first question. We're going to tell some people some of the things, too. First of all, you guys, for anybody who's just tuning in, this is Joe Castro. Um, anybody who uh, tunes in, we, we talk about him a lot. This time we actually have him on the show. Astro, stop. Um, we actually spoke a lot about you uh, at Exorcism at 60,000 Feet because we had Adrian Barbeau on our show. Oh, yes. And um, that's a movie, you guys, with Lance Henriksen and Bai Ling and uh, Robert Miano and Kelly Maroney and Adrian Barbeau and Bill Mosley. And so we were talking about you then. Uh, but I want to know, did you go when you did? Um, I looked on your IMDb and I don't know how if everything on there is real or not. But uh, when they did another gay sequel, did you actually go on set? Yes, I did. Yeah, I, I was at, one at of three hotel? Yeah, I, I was I was one of uh, three people from the original production that were invited back to be a part of the uh uh, as far as the technical crew, it was invited back to be a part of the sequel for another game. So sequel. you know, you know where the hotel was. Well, it yes. was like on that street, and right next to it was a shopping center. Okay, uh, like yeah. literally uh -huh. across the street from it, my clothing store was on the corner there. See, I, um, and wow. so like we had six degrees of separation, and the guy who's who was ahead of it all came in with uh, Perez Hilton. Okay. Yes. And, uh, uh -huh. and said, "Hey, we'd love it if you could. We use some of your clothes." And I said, "You can use my. I'll give you whatever you want if you let me have a uh -huh. cameo and, and let me have one line." And he said, "No." So I said, "Okay, you can't have any of the clothes <laughs> to do it because well, I knew better." And uh, no, they, he didn't know better. better but it was funny. But I was curious if you were there because I was like, "Fuck, we probably actually saw each I, other." Yeah, uh, I was and there. we just didn't know, and we didn't know who each other was. So you I guys, here, go ahead. No, I still have. Yeah, that working with Todd Stevens was one of my was a bucket list experience working on huge gay uh, gay comedy like that with uh, loaded with movie stars, RuPaul and Perez Hilton and uh, uh, um, uh, the little guy uh, that played the merman. I forget his name now. Uh, he's an adult film actor, but he's such a sweetheart. Uh, I still have his. I still have his merman tell in the in the in the studio. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, great, great. Oh, oh Scott Thompson. Scott. Yes, yes. Oh, just an amazing man to be on set with. Pure Can I talent. Interrupt? So Can much I, interrupt? I need to interrupt for a second. Rebel, yeah. I'm having difficulty. That's My, not her. That's something you did. I didn't do a damn thing. I'm just sitting here like an old man. What a kind of move. Rebel, if you can help me out, get my mic to go. Uh, Thank you. Somehow we uh, we did something done. So we'll share it. Come on, just sit here. So anyway, okay, so you guys, here's some of the stuff he's worked with. First of all, last summer we went to his red carpet, Xenophobia. It's like got three different segments. Thomas Churchill directed one. Uh, Steven Escobar directed one, and you directed one, right? That's correct, yes. And that's uh, where the all... head 
That's where that head came from, that alien head, you guys. And then he worked on Brick Freaking Big Freaking Rat. He did a movie recently that isn't out yet called Escape from Area 51. And I only bring it up because Chris Browning is in it and he was just on our show. And I'm actually working with him on another film. And uh, Donna Dierko, um, Terror Tunes, and you've done all of them, right? That's kind of what made you famous. That's right. That's uh that Steven Escobar and I produced a movie called Terror Tunes back in 2002. Uh, we shot the entire movie for $2,300, and when it was released, it sat on the shelf at Blockbuster right next to Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay? <laughs> All right? There were eight copies in every Blockbuster in America, Hollywood Video, Walmart, Kmart, Best Buy, and it's, it's what put us on the map, really. But we shot the entire movie in one weekend. Back in the day, in the 50s, when they made black and white science fiction horror movies, they would shoot the entire thing in three days. In fact, sometimes they would ha they would shoot a movie and they did it so low budget that they would take the leftover money from making that movie and make another movie. That's what inspired <laughs> me to make a movie for $2,300. So if they could do it back then, we can still do it today. And that's what literally inspired me to make the film. Hardly. You know, I'm used <laughs> to doing a film in three months. And they were all, you know, in those days, they were a uh, high budget film was half a million dollars. That was a very, very expensive film. Today, that very same fill is maybe $35 million. But years ago, it was really filmmaking. I The first thing I had to learn when I came out of retirement was that we're going to shoot in 10 days. And I thought, how do you do a movie in 10 days? Well, no uh, table reading, no, no, no marks, nothing. Just go right. do your lines and it's over, which I don't care for. I like the old system better. What do you think? Well, you know, the, the, the way I got through Terror Tunes, uh, the original Terror Tunes, because there's four sequels now, the original one is the entire movie was storyboarded. I knew I knew literally on paper, shot by shot, what I was going to do. And so when I would shoot a shot, if they flubbed a line, I would just push in for a closer shot and move to the next shot. That it, the entire thing was kind of shot like a soap opera. You know, they kind of showed us how it was done, and that's how they would do it back in the day as well, back in the fifties. They would shoot a take, and if they messed up the end of the take, they would just push in or go to a different angle and continue the take from there. And yeah. uh, these guys are geniuses. You know, they, they laid out the formula, the skeleton for how we make these independent films these days. And they, they need to get more credit. If you go back and watch these, uh, you know, since the pandemic started, Stephen and I go back and we watch these old black and white horror science fiction films. And these things still hold up today. They're pure entertainment from beginning of the performances, the creatures, everything. And they made these things on shoestring budgets. How about the original black and white Night of the Living Dead? The best oh, yeah. film ever. Classic. Uh, yeah. Best yeah. film ever. Yeah, it's like the start the, of the zombies. Yeah, it's it, it's like the like a like like a like a Bible, like a like a like a textbook uh, of of how to make entertainment for the independent filmmaker, you know. And uh, some of the other films you guys, people. some of the other films you guys, he did Night of the Demons three, Wishmaster three, uh, The Haunting of La Llorona, which I thought you know, there's two movies with the, almost the exact same title. Yes, there's the Curse of La Llorona uh, and the Haunting of La Llorona. Yeah, yeah, like, like the Curse. But, of, but I, I thought but it was actually, the Curse of it. But actually, in 2006, uh, I, I I created La Llorona for the first time, and it was the first feature film made about La Llorona, and it was called The Whaler La Llorona. And actually, that movie has actually spawned three sequels, also even before the recent one was released. And uh, oh, that's and, cool. and if, if you go back and watch the, the the original La Llorona that I created back in 2006, they, it's the same exact design that they pulled from that film and Hollywood created in the big budget Lionsgate version of the film. Yeah. And they like t totally took all your shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's okay. You know, what is it? What is it? Uh, what is it? When, 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 uh, when you are, when you are copied, when, when you are, uh, when you pay, when people pay homage to you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, listen, yeah. 
when your stuff is hijacked, do you have any rights to it? Can you sue them for using your uh, designs? You know, I, you know, you, you, you could if you wanted to pull, if you wanted to go through all the, all, all, all pull all the buttons and whistles and stuff. And, uh, and, and there was a time when, and I don't have to say any names, but Hollywood has literally taken one of my scripts because I sent it to someone in Hollywood out of Major Studio. They really took my script. They, t- they used the same damn title even. They just, t- they just took, they just changed all the, the genders yeah. and they made the film. You know, that's, and, and I, that's, old, that's old Hollywood. They've been doing yeah, that in yeah. Hollywood. Since you know, so I, I could if I wanted to, but I mean, God has given me the ability to be a creator. I, I create things and I have to, to realize that I'm always going to have that gift. I'm always going to be able to create something new. Let them have it. Let, let it, let it be, let it go. You, know? you also, you, you don't, you don't get credited for your work and your work is magic. Thank you. I appreciate that. Very much. What about, uh, did you create the werewolf in Bonehill road? I created a uh, the werewolf transformation. The werewolf uh, transformation. Bon- yeah, the werewolf transformation. So they shot the film, and then they came to Hollywood. Uh, they they contacted me about a month before they came to Hollywood uh, to shoot in my studio, in my effects studio, and they brought the lead actress to do the transformation. And uh, then they and they brought out another actor for one of the uh, climax werewolves in the film, where I did another kind of transformation on uh, one of the actors in the film. Uh, I, I yeah. love Todd Sheets. He's like a really good friend of mine. He's awesome. What'd you think of is, what'd you think of the werewolf in the werewolf of London? That was one oh, of the yeah. first werewolves that we saw there where the fingers grew and the face got long. Uh, Absolutely, that was, that yes. Was a great piece of work. Now, what was that old mechanism inside machinery or whatever to make it stretch that way? How did they that's do right, that? That's right. Yeah, no, that uh, was used. Uh, they were groundbreaking materials. Uh, they used uh, urethanes and silicones and foam latex to make all that stuff happen. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, cutting-edge technology at the time. And uh, Rob Bottin and Rick Baker, Rob Bottin did The Howling, and Rick Baker did American War from London. Both were the two groundbreaking world transformations at the time. And uh, at one time, they worked together, uh, but when they made The American War from London and the, the, the Howling, they kind of went their own separate ways, and each one of them has its own flair. You know? uh, but uh, both of them have, uh, have inspired countless artists all over the world, including myself. So what are your like? What are your like? Like if you had to pick your top three favorite horror movies to watch, what uh, what 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 are your like favorite movies? Do you have favorites? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They're, they're, I mean, there are movies that whenever you know, I mean, you I hear the theme song, I begin to cry. You know, uh, I, I I would have to start off by saying Godzilla versus the Smog Monster is going to be my first one. And when I hear the there's these trumpets in the the opening theme of Godzilla versus the Smog Monster, and just start. You're up, your grown man starts crying. That's so in the funny. Movie the Godzilla versus the small <laughs> Okay, go ahead. What are, give us two more that you like. Well, but, there's, but, but there's a reason behind it. The reason behind okay. it is because it's the film that inspired me to become a special effects makeup artist. My my father literally sat me down in front of the TV one day and said, Joe, I want you to, Joey, Joey, call me Joey, Pumpkin, I want you to watch this. You're going to love this movie. Because he knew I liked dinosaurs and he knew I liked dragons. And, uh, and he, he had to babysit me that day, so he thought this would be great. And that's what changed my entire life. I knew exactly after that movie ended that I wanted to be a special effects artist. That one, that's okay, I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna have to say uh, uh, Rabid. If you've never seen Rabid, it's directed by yeah. David Cronenberg, an amazing cutting edge director. Great movie, great movie. That just, you know, it, it's not for the fainted heart. It will make your stomach churn. It's a little kind of on the sick side, but it's a beautiful, well-made film. And I love the fact that there's an adult film star that stars in the movie. You're trying to break over into mainstream media. You know, so many 
so many people that have uh, very talented people in the adult film world have never been able to make a, a smooth transition over into mainstream cinema simply because of their past that haunt them. And, uh, you know, I, I, Marilyn Chambers always inspired me, you know. So, number rabbit, number absolutely rabbit. Number three, number three, three. ready? Number yeah. three, Blood Feast. Blood oh. Feast is directed by the godfather of gore, Herschel Gordon Lewis. Lewis. That I know man, him. I knew him. Yeah, that man inspired uh, just countless, still to this day, even in, his, even in death, inspires countless of artists, filmmakers, and moviegoers all over the world with what he did. And I don't think he ever got the credit that he deserved. You know, he is single-handedly responsible for the slasher movie. And yes. most people don't know that. Most people don't know that. And, 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 and why is he responsible? Because he invented the storyline. A deranged person stalks innocent victims one by one, murdering them on camera in a horrifying special effect death. And then at the end of the movie, dies by the hand of the hero or heroine of the movie in an even more horrific death. That is the slasher movie formula, and he. I know, but they haven't, stop, they haven't Ron stopped. They haven't stopped that formula. That 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 that, <laughs> that storyline is in every single movie that I'm in or I see. And okay. I said, to, but wait a second. Then Marcel Waltz, who I adore and love, who's a genius in film, total genius. Did, love did, Marcel's did, work. Did, did Blind? Yes. We went to the premiere of Blind, and I was I, there. Oh, yeah, Joe, yeah. you were sitting right behind us. Amazing. You would, amazing. You would, even was sitting right behind us, and I said to, to Jimmy, "This film is phenomenal. It's it's absolutely the best uh, horror movie I've seen with since Psycho. You know, Hitch Hitchcock Psycho. It's an ex excellent film, and everybody should really rent it, buy it, or go see it. You will love it. And now Marcel is working on um, Blind Two. That's right, which is going to be a sequel to what happens to Sarah French. Wait a minute, when Pretty Boy." Um, goes in her bedroom. Because we, we only have three minutes left. So first Whoa. off, tell everybody, Joe, uh, you got xenophobia. Tell them about a quick, a quick thing about it and where they can go get it. You can. Uh, xenophobia is a brand new film. It's the first ever alien anthology abduction movie. And if you like practical aliens, like what you saw in the original Star Wars, you will love this film. You can rent it on all home media platforms. Google it. You can buy it on DVD right now. It's everywhere. Yeah. And do you have other films that people like that you want to like plug that people can get on Amazon or Google or any place? Oh yeah, um, you can IMDb me, but most of my films are available on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, you can come to my Facebook page and say hello, uh, Facebook.com/backslash/Joe.Castro. Uh, send me a friend request, but more importantly, send me a message and say hello. Uh, most of my films are rare finds, but we do have them, and they're all cult classics. They have a huge fan followings, and uh, you'll. I guarantee when you watch my movies, you will always see something that you've never seen before. Did you like The yeah, Lost Boys? That's like my favorite you'll, movie you'll is you'll The pass, Lost Boys. Out. You could pass out from here. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Monsters. When you see, you guys want to follow him and be friends with him on <laughs> Facebook minute, just gotta, to see the videos. Just I, have to to see war, I have to warn you out there if you're weak at heart, I would not suggest you see a Joe film where that Joe's done the work in it because you will be so scared you could have a heart attack. And he, doesn't, he doesn't want mother, that to happen. My, my, my mother used to say, it's terribly gross but yet it's still beautiful some way it's still I, beautiful. that's true that's, that's what he thinks that's too. what i said i said your work is so repulsive that it's art i mean there's no question about it looking at it disturbs me but i so appreciate the talent that it took to create that ugly disgusting scary horrible thing i'm frightens the hell out I'm of i'm a lifetime you watch the movie i'm a lifetime horror movie fan and i think your work is dope as fuck it's so cool it's not even i mean it's just totally amazing and i love it everybody in the chat room loves it all your fans love yeah, it you know but i'm waiting 
waiting for I'm waiting for you to receive an Oscar at the Academy Awards oh, for your work. Yeah. You've got to get into major films because your work is absolutely the most professional. So you guys, this so is Joe Castro. Me. Follow you, follow him on Instagram, Joe underscore cat un, underscore Castro underscore director. director. I don't have my glasses on, and we got to go because we're almost out of time. But we want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, good luck with everything that you've got going on. We look forward to seeing Xenophobia too. I saw it on IMDb, so it means it's getting prepped. <laughs> and I want both of you guys in it. I want both of you in the movie. Yeah, we love okay, it. And hello to Steven. Oh, and, yes. Hello to And Steven. I hope to see you both very soon when this damn virus is gone. Me Absolutely. I'm ready for it to be over with. I love you. I love you both. Have a good day. So All right. Bye-bye. Everybody bye. in the chat room, bye, thank Joe. you so much for tuning in. We had a great time. Great time. The chat room was filled. Um, hope everybody has a great weekend. Rebel, thank you. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. In the mix, yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live, and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show. Ron Russell.